0: God a hand. come on y'all give God a big huge round of applause you may be seated well good morning community how y'all doing this morning good 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 father we love you and thank you for who you are Lord we pray your comfort we pray your strength we pray your peace and your wisdom and understanding for all of us it's in Jesus name that we pray amen amen I, I first want to say thank you uh, to all of you uh for all of your prayers uh and your support uh uh on an ongoing basis uh for those of you who by some stretch of the imagination don't know uh I want to let you know that on yesterday at about 8.30 uh, yesterday morning, uh, my father, who is also the founding pastor uh, of this church, who we affectionately call uh, our bishop, uh, closed his eyes on this side and opened them up in eternity. Uh, he went home uh, to be with the Lord. Uh, the Bible says in First Thessalonians. Uh, chapter 4 verse 13 through 18 it says but I do not want you to be ignorant brethren concerning those who have fallen asleep watch this lest you sorrow as others who have no hope for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus for this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the Lord therefore comfort one another with these words our hearts are yeah amen I want to say thank you on behalf of my family we appreciate you Uh, thank you for how you love us Uh, our hearts are heavy uh, uh, beyond what you could ever imagine Uh, and I also imagine that many of your hearts are heavy as well Uh, as a church family uh, this is a huge loss Uh, and I I want you to know uh, that I'm not going to preach today uh, because I told them the last thing we need is another sermon. Uh, What do we need, Pastor, right now? We need to comfort one another. Uh, We need to uh, pray for one another and just be together as a family. Amen. Um, You know, uh, somebody said to me at the last service, Pastor, a lot of people don't know how we got here. They said all some people know is that he had a stroke uh, and then the next thing they know uh, they're hearing that he's gone Uh, I said well you know if by some stretch of imagination somebody doesn't know what's going on I'll fill everybody in Uh, and the reason why that's hard for me to believe is because we've tried to be intentional about sending out text messages updating everyone on what was happening uh, with dad. Uh, And so if you're not on that system, I need you to get on that system so that you can stay informed. Uh, But the day after Father's Day, dad had what the doctors described as a very massive stroke. Uh, And uh, mom called me and uh, I ran over, and uh, we threw him in my truck. Uh, and the reason why, why didn't you call an ambulance, Pastor? Because we live in the country. Uh, my grandfather would say, we live so far in the woods, you got to pump daylight back there. Uh, and I didn't want to lose the time that they would take an ambulance to get to him. I got him to and when I laid eyes on him I knew what was happening Uh, and I started praying Uh, I started praying and daddy started clowning uh, all the way to the hospital y'all daddy was himself he clowned and cut up and I don't mean in a bad way he was cracking jokes all the way I mean he's in the middle of a stroke Gino and my son calls me and he, he tells me, he's up, my son on the speakerphone, and he's over there saying, Nate, Nate, ask Emory why them girls don't like him no more. <laughs> what are you? you having a stroke, bro. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we get him to St. Tammany, and my mom comes in, and uh, he starts teasing and harassing her. Uh, you know, the Marcy comes in and uh he called her when he's teasing her his nickname for her uh well i ain't gonna tell y'all because y'all gonna start calling her that <laughs> but he just was messing with everybody uh, they airlifted him to Oxnard. i mean to tulane over in new orleans uh, and they rush him into emergency surgery because at this point his brain is swelling and they got to create room make room for it so they gave him a craniotomy uh, and then uh, from that point on he quit talking uh, because of the swelling and they had informed us that we won't know what the effects were gonna be until later on and he quit talking but he could give us hand gestures if we asked him a question dad are you comfortable he would give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down are you in pain he would give us thumbs up or thumbs down and he even figured out how to tell us to get out uh, he would go like this that <laughs> would I mean get out of my room uh, you know he kicked Marcy out uh, he kicked Nikki and Moan out Uh, He even kicked mama out. Matter of fact, the only one he didn't kick out was me. That's how I know I'm his favorite (laughs) Uh, He kicked Joyce out too, matter of fact. Matter of fact, he didn't do like this to Joyce. He did it like this (laughs) Didn't he man? It's amazing how his personality came through, even while he was sick. He stayed in Tulane, I believe it was four weeks, and at some point they came to us and told us pretty much that they had done all that they could for him, and they asked us if we wanted to continue to try to help him. And we said without a doubt, yes. So they gave him a tracheotomy and then they moved him to what was called a long term acute care facility. We were nervous about that because we didn't know what we were walking into. And Tulane, the staff over there had been so amazing. And there's just a certain peace you get when you know that the people who are caring for your loved ones care. So we didn't know what we were walking into. And we get over there to Pam. And we thought it just couldn't get any better than the staff in the two-lane Neuro ICU. And as I was walking into the facility that he was going into over here, somebody said, Hey, Pastor, and I told you all about it. I didn't know who she was. And I was like, "Hey, baby." <laughs> but it turns out that she's a member of Community Church. And Ashley, I don't know if you're here, but on behalf of my family, thank you for how you cared for my daddy. How you and the people, yeah, amen. <laughs> The people at that facility were just amazing. Uh, We were laughing because they fell in love with daddy. And I say, he can't talk. He can hardly open his eyes. All he can do is this and this. And he still has the ability to make everybody who meet him love him. after about three weeks they came to us y'all and they said uh, his kidneys are headed in the wrong direction and the whole entire time we're like this we're taking two steps forward three steps back they get one thing fixed and something else goes wrong they came to us and they said it's going to continue to be this way his quality of life will never improve beyond what it is Uh, this is as good as it gets. And then at some point, more sooner than later, uh, he'll meet his demise. They said his kidneys right now are headed in the wrong direction. And we need to know from you guys whether or not you want to do dialysis. Uh, And they explained to us that choosing to do that would mean continuing to allow allow him to suffer we all said that we didn't want that but I also wanted to ask him and uh, I went that day and I had the toughest conversation that I've ever had in my life with my dad and I asked him what he wanted to do I explained the situation to him and I asked him what he wanted to do. I said, do you want dialysis? And he gave me a thumbs down. I said, well, Daddy, if we have to put you back on the ventilator, do you want to go on the ventilator? He gave me a thumbs down. And I went over again what that, mean, what that meant. And I told him, I said, well, what that means is that it's not going to be long before you leave here. Do you understand that? He gave me a thumbs up. At one point my brother said, Nate, Daddy always told us, for him to live is Christ. And to die is gain. He said he meant that. He lived his life like it. And the sooner we realize it, the better off we're going to be. I said, You're right. We put him in hospice care. We asked him. He was always a protector, he protected us even until the end. The doctors came to us and told us we have a problem. I said, what's the problem they said we asked him if he wanted to go home and he told us no they said there are facilities that we could send him to but we don't feel good about sending him to those facilities because of what we know they said we explained it to him and he said he still don't want to go home I said I know why he said why he said for the same reason that he doesn't want my mama at the hospital the same reason why he never allowed her to be at the hospital and the reason why she told him she was coming up there one day a week I mean one hour every day and he told her no and then she said well I'm going to come every other day he said no she said, "Well, can I just come once a week?" And he said, "Yeah." He was yet protecting her. We found the hospice house. And took him there. They called us Friday. And they said, whoever wants to see him needs to come on. All of his kids, all of his grandkids, his brothers and sisters, his mom, my mom. We were all there all evening Friday. We needed that. Little did we know that it was exactly what he needed to because everybody left about 11 o'clock. And at about 11.30, his breathing rate began to decline. But he hung on all night because we were taking 15 minute shifts and checking on him every 15 minutes. At about 8.30 Saturday morning, Chastity came and got me. She said, Nate, you need to come here. I said, what's going on? She said, I don't know. I was just in here a few minutes ago, and he was fine. She said, but now the caregiver's saying that he's gone. She said, and it's only been about five minutes since I walked out of the room. I said, he waited for you to leave. protecting us all the way till the end. Our hearts are heavy. We're saddened by this. We're grieving. But I would remind you that we do not grieve as those who have no hope. I lost not only my father, but my best friend. But I know I'll see him again on the other side. And when I see him this time, he won't have high blood pressure. He won't be hooked up to no machines. He won't be on any medications. He'll never be sick again. Because when I see him this time, he'll have a glorified body. What do we do, Pastor? I'm reminded of the story of the children of Israel Moses died he had led them for 40 years the Bible says in Joshua chapter 1 that they sat on the banks of the Jordan and mourned the loss of their leader and then at some point God goes to the children of Joshua and the children of Israel And he tells them, get up. The word used there is the word arise. And he tells them, get up and cross over this Jordan and go into the land which I promised you and your forefathers. In other words, what God was saying to Joshua and the children of Israel is, Moses is gone, but I'm still here. And I still have a purpose for you. I still have a vision for you. I still have a hope and a future for you. What are we going to do, Pastor? We're going to grieve. We're going to mourn. And then we're going to get up, we're going to cross over we're going to continue to pursue people for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. In verse 3, God tells him, every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I've given it to you just as I spoke to Moses. What was God saying, Pastor? God was saying, my promises for you didn't die with Moses. They're not null and void because he's no longer here. Moses was the foundation. Moses was the man that I used to take you a certain way. And now I'm going to continue to carry you the rest of it. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying, my dad is gone. We're hurt. Our hearts are saddened. Y'all listen to me. I can hear my daddy say, children, be steadfast. Be unmovable. And continue to always abound in the work of the Lord. Why? Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. What are we going to do, Pastor? Keep reaching people for Jesus. Why? Because that's what Dad would have wanted. It's what he lived his life for. What are we going to do, Pastor? We're going to keep impacting this community. Because that's what God called us to. It's what Dad would have wanted. It's what he lived for. What are we going to do, Pastor? We're going to build on the foundation that God has laid through my Father. And we're going to continue to pursue the hearts and minds of every generation for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I want to invite you to celebrate with us this Saturday at First Baptist Church. We'll have a viewing from 9.30 to 11. We're going to celebrate my dad's life at 11 o'clock. On Friday, there'll be a viewing from 7 to 9 right here at our Columbia Street campus for those who may not be able to make the Saturday service. And then we'll have the service on Saturday. I ask for your continued prayers. I ask that you would continue to do just what you've been doing. Loving on one another, loving on people, and reaching people for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I want to thank you again for all of your prayers and your support, for how you've undergirded our family. Thank you for respecting what we ask you to do and not visiting. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I love you. And I thank God for you. I want you to stand at this time. I'm gonna ask Elder Thad. To come offer a word of prayer. our church, for our family, uh, for this community and everybody who's dealing with this loss. Amen. Without his bow.
1: Father, we lift you up today as our Lord and Master. And Father, you will never leave us where we have no hope and we have no peace. Father, many of us had the pleasure of being with a great man that you provided this community and this church, a tireless man that never gave up, a man that taught many of us so much how to live, and then as of Saturday, how to die. Father, we lift up his family to you. All of the children, all of the grandchildren, all of the great-grandchildren. And in particular, Father, we lift up his mom, Momo, who we know today is devastated. Because she lost her firstborn. Jesus was your firstborn, and we can't imagine how she feels. And Father, we lift up his wife, his soulmate. They were together for 50 or more years. Father, we know the adjustment that Jesus has to make. going to be tremendous but we lift her up in your name in the name of your son Jesus Christ and father we just ask the family and the community and everybody that knew her to band together to unite to make sure that we provide her as much comfort as we can comfort in all areas friendship even to the point to make sure that she's financially stable. And Father, we lift up this young man who has endured a tremendous amount the last thirty days, running three churches, making sure everything everything goes well in these churches. Preaching. Praising the Lord taken care of his mom and his grandmother and father because of Bishop Young he's left us a great man like Joshua to cross over to Jordan with and we thank you for him and father we just lift him up and ask all of us to continue to support him emotionally and financially and help him bring this church forward in the honor of a great founder. In these things we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you, Mrs. Dad. I want you to join me in singing this song that reminds us, it's an old hymn of the faith, it just reminds us of, of the hope that we have even in situations like this. That there's coming a day when we all will meet again in the streets of heaven to sing praises to our glorious Lord. Come on, praise team.
2: reminders one there's a growth track today It's get connected how can you connect to this spiritual family here at community church there are um 21
0: days of prayer booklets in the uh, in the lobby and also please sign up for a small group i pray that you was blessed today i'll see y'all next week amen